0: شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين رب السماوات ورب الأرض رب العرش العظيم وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله هو الحق المبين وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان لليوم الدين ما بعد سأظهر so رحمه الله تعالى سلا ولا يجوز أن يصرح بخطبة المعتدة ويجوز أن يعرض بنكاحها قبل انقضاء العدة. نعم. The the next mas'ala that we're going to be speaking about in Kitab al-Nikah is about khitbah. Um, and this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran. Uh, لا جناح فيما عربتم به من خطبة النساء. There is no problem in proposing to a woman. So basically the mas'ala the, the here we're talking about is proposing to a woman who's on her iddah. Proposing to a woman who's on her iddah. What does it mean by her iddah? She has been, her, her husband died. The woman whose husband died, then she's going to be on an on iddah, and a time period where she's not allowed to get married. So what's the ruling on proposing to such a person? Hmm? Yeah, indirectly. We're talking about that. That's what we're going to talk about. Inshallah. So it says, وَلَا يَجُوزُ And we, we took it last time, huh? وَلَا يَجُوزُ أَن يُصَرِّحَ بِخِطْبَةِ الْمُعْتَدَّةِ it is not allowed for a person to clearly propose to a woman in her idda while she's in, in that time period where she, her husband died and she's not allowed to get married. You're not allowed to directly propose to her. The author uh, author for example he said al uh, the, the sharih, he explains for example thumma al-fadh tasrih ma kana nassan fi Something that you, you're not allowed to say clearly, you're not allowed to clearly say I want to marry you. I'm going to intend to marry you when you finish your idda. You're not allowed to say that. Why? They they say from the reasons from that or the hikmah, the reason for that is that sometimes a woman after her husband just died she wants to get married straight away, and from the rights is that she must wait until um, her she, yeah, she must wait until the idda finishes that's the, the rights of the husband وعشرة, 40, 4 months and ten days as Allah says in the Quran that when a person, her husband dies, then you must wait for four months and ten days until you can get married again. And so, if someone was to clearly come to them and say that I want to marry you, then it is possible that she, out of her need to get married, she would say, Ma'idda finished, or it's been this long, or something like that. That's a type of idda. Um in Kanat Obviously if a woman is married, then you're not allowed to uh, you're not to propose to her. So this that's not the only situation where a person, a woman, she's going to be in her idda. There are different types of عدة when we said that you're not you're you're not allowed to say something clearly okay you're allowed to indirect which we're going to speak about inshallah ta'ala so a woman in her idda, either she's going to be in her idda that her husband died or she's going to be in her idda that she was divorced three times she was divorced the third time and her divorce was bain bain meaning she cannot be taken back by that same husband that's it she's gone then that's another the second situation. The third situation is, is, a, is a woman who's divorced the first or second time. What happens when a woman is divorced the first time? A man says to her to her to his wife, i you're, you're divorced. What happens? She becomes on her idda. She's on her idda. But he can take her back anytime, right? He can take her back. And then if he divorces her again, he can take her back. And if he divorces her a third time now, then he can't take her back and she finishes her idda. Okay? Three months. Each عدة is three months, or uh, three um, menstruations Sorry, three menstruations. So now, the first situation is her husband died, and this, in that situation, you're allowed to. You're not allowed to propose to her directly, but you're allowed to propose to her indirectly, and we're going to speak about what it means by that. طيب. That's number one. Number two. The second situation is, is what was the second situation that I mentioned? She's on her. Is? <laughs> is that why I am a second? No. She's married. No, no, no. She was divorced once. I mentioned. Ah, okay. Sorry. let's look at the one that was married the one who's divorced three times. If she was divorced three times, then yeah I'm sah I'm right. Yeah, it is this way. It's the same thing. It's the same as number one. So number one, you're not, allowed to, you're, you're, allowed, you're not allowed to propose to her directly, but you're allowed to propose to her indirectly. And number two, which is that she was divorced three times, then she's on idda after being divorced three times. Again, you're allowed to propose to her indirectly, and you're not allowed to propose to her directly. The third situation is what? If she was divorced once or twice, then in that case, you're not allowed to, to, propose, you're not allowed to propose to her at all. Why? Because she's still married. The husband can still take her back. And Allah says, Her husband has more right to take her back. So that shows that she's still a wife. Because she still has a husband. Because Allah calls him her husband. So in that case, you're not allowed to at all propose to her in any situation. Because she's still a, a wife. Hmm? What's the, um, the difference between in indirect and direct? Um... <laughs> this is the next misalah. That's what we're going to come to you now. So what's the difference between direct and indirect? You're allowed to do direct. You're not allowed to do indirect. Sorry, you're allowed to do indirect, but you're not allowed to do a direct proposal. An indirect proposal is anything that does not clearly show that you want to get married to this woman. For example, you say to her, and they give the examples here. رُبَّ bin fiq. There's someone who wants to marry you. Or you say to her, as the Prophet ﷺ said, either halalti." When, when you become halal, then tell me. When you, be, when you finish your ida, come to me and tell me. Or you say, I, I want to get married to a woman who's memorized the Quran. And she's memorized the Quran, for example. Or you want to say, I, you know, you're, you're, you're a woman who should never be left alone. That's the, this are the examples that the, the scholars they give. Huh? These kind of things are indirect. They don't clearly show that you want to marry her, but they are a... An example or it, 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 it alludes to it And direct nikah is what, something clear I want to marry you You're not allowed to do that You're not allowed to do that The only time you're allowed to do that is If the woman is completely A woman that is free She's single She's not in a situation of She's not married And she's not in a idda or anything like that In that case you're allowed to do Clearly and non-clearly You can say whatever you want That's halal طيب. نعم إذا so, Yes As long as there's no fitna, as long as there's no fitna, no, then you're allowed. So, you understand the mas'ala? So, what's the the mas'ala? Is the summary of the issue is that a woman she's either on her idda or she has no idda, or she has a husband or she has no husband. If she's on her idda and the idda is um, either she someone that that she's gonna be, her husband died, or it's her third divorce. Then she has no husband then in that case in that situation you can propose to her indirectly not directly and the other situation is that she is she's divorced and she's on a idda, but she, the, the, the divorce is only one divorce then she's someone else's wife so you can't do anything to her on the other situation is that she's not married at all then you can be clear and and not clear طيب? everyone understand that hmm Umar. Are you sure you're confused And you wanna give it indirect. as long as there's no fitna, then it's allowed. As long as there is no fitna. And majority of the time there's fitna. The majority of the time there is fitna. Um, you know the the indirect approach after mm. the third idda. When does it become direct then after that? So Sorry? So you said on the third idda time period, the third what? The third divorce? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You have to is it's indirect or is it Yeah. Until she finishes the idda. So then after that you can do because yeah, so let's say she was just divorced now yeah. third time that's it she can't she can't go back to that husband now we're going to learn it in the kitab al-talaq she's been divorced three times by her husband She's not she's now officially not her not that person's husband because it's third time that's it she's gone mm-hmm. so but she's on her iddah we have to wait we have to wait 3 months or 3 quru 3 periods so but then from the first iddah to the third you can do indirect from the first iddah third so from so from when she's divorced for the first time mm mm-hmm. If she was divorced first time, you can't indirect her at all. You can't even speak to her. She's someone else's husband. Second time, she's... Third time, she's not not an anyone's husband. And she's on her Idda now. Idda, what's Idda? Idda is a time period after a separation between husband and wife. When the separation is a permanent separation, you're allowed to indirect her during her Idda, which is three months. So let's say, let's give you an example now. A woman, she was divorced. A man divorced his wife. Third time. You can't go back to her, right? Right? Third time. How long? Now, she, now when, you're, when a woman is divorced, she has, she has a period of waiting, which is called She She's now on her idda for three months. That, th- during that three months, you can indirect. And after the three months, you can direct. But what if you do divorce for the first time? She's on her idda for three months as well. Are you allowed to indirect her? Why? Because it's the first time. But if it's the third time, it's a permanent divorce, Right? and if the husband dies it's a permanent separation right yeah so, so the, there's only a 3 month period where you can indirectly yeah and then after that you can direct you can marry her so the man doesn't take the woman back after the the first talaq and the second one mm. she's yeah she's she's, batting. she's batting. Mm. but he can t- he can marry her again yeah. but she he has no right now she's he's, he's the same. Again without having a, a he has no between. he yeah. well. as in like if she if he did not take her back after the first talaq yeah yeah, yeah, she, he can marry her straight away after. So he, doesn't, he doesn't need a person to marry that woman. No, if if a if man mar- if a man divorces her, divorces his wife, mm. after her iddah finishes, if it's only one divorce, then after iddah finishes, she's now non-related, but they can marry straight away through a new contract, through new mahr, things like that. Uh, quickly, one, two, three, four. That's it. No, huh? no, no, no. No, that's it. There's no mahram anymore. During the third Iddah, the third divorce Iddah Yeah, he is not mahram, that's it Ba'in, he's gone yeah. mm. so, um, I was gonna ask, who's the wali then? Does he go back to the father? If yeah, the wali is the father, the family members yani. As in like, after the first, uh, if he doesn't take, go back after the first Iddah He goes back to the father no? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Can the same guy marry after the, the Iddah? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, fa- the same person can't marry Unless and this is called tahleel, which is that we're going to learn about it, inshallah, if a person divorces his wife three times, and then her iddah finishes, then he can't marry her until she gets married to another man, and then he enters into that they 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 consummate the marriage, and then he divorces her, then that first man can marry her again. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she divorced. So she can marry else with only one, yeah. That, there? yeah, after three months, yeah. That's it. She can marry someone else and she can marry the same person. But if it's three times, she can't, she can't marry the same person. That's the difference. Unless, yeah, yeah, I understand, yeah. She can, marry, she can marry else. Yeah, yeah. After three months. she can and she wants to get married, she can't get married. She can't get married three months. She has to wait until three months finishes. Because the reason, the, the, the wisdom behind these three months is to make sure that she's not pregnant. And then it's to make sure that she's not pregnant. So we wait for three different periods just to make sure she's not pregnant. Then she can get married. I'm going to marry you later. Yeah, yeah. basically. Last question. So, is that like an official method for reconciliation? So, say for example, she's on internet now. How would they like. Is it like a the Raja, it's called the Raj'a. Raja. can be done through many different ways. The first way is just by him saying, I take you back. That's it. The is done. Second way is through intercourse. Then the straight away they, 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 they're back because uh, they, they, they basically acted like they're married again. But she doesn't leave the house. She should stay inside the house for those three months. We're going to talk about that, inshaAllah ta'ala. Again, because you came late, last question. A um, married couple are getting divorced. Yeah, he has to pay. It. It's on his neck. He has to pay. It. Then he says, Now we're talking about n- nikah, the, the marrying of a woman, the wali marrying of a woman without her consent. Without her knowing, a w- wali goes and marries her off. What's the ruling on that? Shafi'i have, have a madhab. We're going to mention the other opinion as well. Women are two types: th- either they are virgins or they're not. Okay? Yeah, and they, they've been they've been married before فالبكرو, the, the one who's a virgin the is they say it is allowed for the virgin girl for them for the father and the grandfather specifically only the grandfather and the father these two walis, they are allowed to marry her off without her consent without her consent without her knowing they're allowed to marry her off and the, the والثيب, as for the woman who's been married before and she has been she has consummated that marriage before, or she is thaiib, um then she is only married after there is consent. يعني she has to say, I want to marry this person. The evidence that they use for this is the hadith of the Prophet when he said that the woman who is um Who's been married before? Who's not a virgin? Then she is the her permission is sought. Her permission is sought before she is married off. Well, as for the the, the the virgin, then she is married off. وَإِذْنُهَا سُمَاتُهَا. And the Prophet ﷺ said, her her consent her consent is her to be quiet. Yani the, the the virgin because of her shyness she might not be able to say, yes, I'm, I want to marry this person. So they took from this hadith saying that the Prophet ﷺ said that her being quiet is her consent to mean that the father and the grandfather can marry her off without her saying anything, يعني, without her permission. This is the Shafi'i Madhab. They say that the father can marry uh, the, the, the woman off without her permission. They condition this though. They say that the condition is that they must marry, they must marry her off to a man who is kufaq. Who is suitable for her. And we're going to speak about kafa'a in the religion, which is suitability in the religion. What does it mean to be suitable? So the is they say the father and the grandfather can marry her off without her permission to someone who is suitable. And the suitability, the shafii, they consider five things the religion, so they have to be on the similar level in terms of religiosity. Number two, they consider also lineage, they have to be on a similar lineage. And the father can't marry her off her daughter, his daughter to a man who is lower in lineage for example she's from the family of the Prophet and he is not so therefore he hasn't got right to do that and also they consider mihna work as we say social class the class that the person is part of so the father hasn't got a right to marry her daughter off without her permission to a man who is in a different class in a lower class to her say she's a princess and he marries her off to someone else a lower class then no that, that doesn't count. You have to be in the same level. And also they consider um, religion, lineage, class, and also um, richness, yani poverty. Same le- level in terms of rich money, a financial, a financial situation. They consider it also in the financial situation. So it's not allowed for a, a man to marry her off, a, a father to marry her daughter off to someone who is in a less financial situation to her without her consent These are all th- these, are these things that, and they consider more not just these four they consider more things as well Like, and The point is that they consider these, th- these factors in, in marriage especially and they say that if the father marries her daughter off to a man who is not suitable we know what suitable means right? and suitable for her in these things and more things then that is not allowed for, her to, for him to, to do He's not allowed to force her or he's not allowed to do it without her consent in these situ- unless there is kafa'a, unless there is suitability. And it's only done for the father and the grandfather. Why? Because the father and the grandfather are the ones who are the most loving to their daughter. They're not going to marry her off to someone who they don't, they don't, they don't like or someone who's not suitable for her. So th- we said what? The first condition for her to be allowed to be married off is that she's a virgin. And only allowed to the uh, only people who are allowed to marry her off without her consent are who? The grandfather and the father, and they're only, only allowed to marry her off to who? To a suitable person. And the fourth thing is that there must not be any clear enmity between the father and the daughter. Yani it's clear the father doesn't like this daughter, so he's trying to oppress her. Then in that case, also not allowed. So we say the Shafi'i they put these four conditions for a person to be able to marry them off without their consent. This is their opinion. The other opinion, which is the Hanafi opinion, which seems to be more correct, Wallahu Alam. Is that it is not allowed to to marry her off without any without her consent at all. It's not allowed for a father or anyone else to marry off a woman without her consent. And from where do we get this from? The Hadith of Ibn Majah. We don't take it from. What do we, we? don't take it from customs of society. Just because society thinks it's bad, we say it's bad. No. If the Quran and the Sunnah said it's good, Allah will do it. If the Quran and the Sunnah said that this was good, and we believed it and we followed it. And as the Shafi'is is the Hanbalis and the Malikis, they follow it. If it was the case that we followed it and we believe that this was closer to the Dalil, we would follow it. We're not we're not changing we're not taking an opinion based on what people say. They say that Islam allows you. No, if if Islam said it then it's good. Taib. you have to understand that. I'm not saying this because of the fact that the uh, the, the people are saying that it might say that marrying off officer daughter without consent is morally wrong. لا. What you believe is morally wrong doesn't doesn't matter in our eyes. What the Quran and the Sunnah says matters in our eyes. So if we believed and we followed it and we say that those people who believe and follow it they're following something good inshallah but the evidence might show otherwise according to some scholars and this. Is the Hanafi opinion and that is the hadith that narrated from the Prophet wasalam, that a woman came to the Prophet wasalam, and said that my father married me off without my permission and so the Prophet wasalam, said if you want you can leave the marriage he gave her the, the option of faskh, of cancelling the marriage the marriage is correct by the way if a father goes to a, 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 a man and says, I married my daughter off, and there's two witnesses and he says, I've accepted, the marriage is correct. Then the daughter now, the question is, can the daughter now leave that marriage through the, through the um, cancellation or through the uh, annulment of the judge? Can she do that or not? They say, yes, she can do it. Because of the hadith, the Prophet gave her permission to leave. And so the woman said, I don't want to leave, but I just wanted to teach the women that they have a choice. That the fathers can't force them to be married off. So, from this, we understand that the correct opinion of Allah is that they're not allowed to force uh, the woman to be married without her consent. This is the, um, and the Shafi'i they say with those four conditions she has to be a virgin, Al Bikr, and number two, um, what was it again? It is, there has to be only the father and grandfather, and number three is, has to be to someone suitable, and number four is. That there should not be clear, any clear enmity between the father and the, and the daughter. Sh- so, anyone thinks, so we, don't, we know that the, she, he's not doing it based on hatred for his daughter or oppressing his daughter. Because we know that the father is the most beloved, or loves the daughter the most. Is that clear, guys? That's that, Mas'ala. So he said, As for the Thayyib, then she is not allowed to be married off except after she is. Who's the Thayyib? The, the non virgin. And she's only allowed to be married off after her reaching the age of puberty. And And her permission. And the Prophet Wasallam he said in the hadith تُستَنْتَقْ الْأَيِّمُ or to Both wordings. That the woman who's not a virgin, then she is asked Do you want to marry this person? off? Do you want to marry this person? Do you want to be married to this person or not? She has to speak and say yes. She has to speak and say yes. That's the only time that it's allowed. As for the Bikr, the, 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 the girl who is a virgin, then she doesn't have to speak. We do say that. She doesn't have to speak. If she's quiet, if we ask, do you want a married person? And she's quiet, or we, or the marriage is going on, and she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say, no, I don't want this person. And he just, and, and she, she accepts everything. Then we say that this marriage is correct. طيب? So the difference between the Bikr, the virgin, and the non-virgin is what? The permission is by speech for the one who's a non-virgin. And the one who's a virgin, her permission is? By her being quiet. Why? Because of the fact that generally we know that the, the ada is that the virgin is going to be more shy. She hasn't been experienced in this kind of things. As for the, the, the ayyim, the one who's been through this, then inshallah she's going to be more experienced. She's going to know what she wants more. That's why the, the hikmah, the wisdom they give behind that. No. So it's not the virgin, she does give consent, permission, just not verbally. Yeah. It's just through her actions. Through, through her actions her and quietly. And she can, she can say it. So if she says, to a dad, I don't want to marry this, this man, even though he fulfilled the conditions. Mm. Does, can the dad still say no? I want to marry. Um, no, he's not allowed to do that. She yeah. shouldn't do that. He shouldn't no. do that because she said no. Okay, the marriage starts, is correct though. Okay. But the marriage contract is correct, and she can go she at, to, leave she to leave after she wants okay. because sometimes they might not know what's best for them, for themselves. So then, when she gets inside the marriage, goes, okay, this is actually good. Mm. You can yeah. an answer, so. mm. no, I'm done. Use the judge for the suitability. Yeah. Or? The judge for suitability is with a known list, like for example, wealth, lineage. The, the difference of opinion. of scholars, like Chef when, when they say, when they say suitability, they bring these these kafai, they bring these these specific things. Well, what if one party disagrees and another party? No, it's something that's, that's known. No, it's something that's known. These five things: wealth, money. Everyone knows how much money. Someone's poor, someone's rich. Everyone knows that. Yes. You understand? Suitability are these things. Suitability isn't necessarily in, any um, things that are objective. Subjective, sorry. Even though the Shafi'i do mention sometimes beauty. Mm. They mention this part of suitability. And they mention also knowledge as well. Mm. Someone's not someone a woman's knowledgeable, getting married to a jahil, she can leave. Right? Mm. Yeah. But they generally are things that are known, they're clear. Nah. have uh, two questions. Mm. One of them is uh, so imagine that someone hasn't been married before. <laughs> Sorry, the mahr must yeah. be? Must be equal to like other women, like similar to the It doesn't have to be. Um but they, 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 they put that condition as well. Some, no, it doesn't have to be no. Yeah, wh- what do you mean it has to as be? In, for example, for the virgin, what for the conditions to be allowed to be married without a uh, bird. Oh, no. that's yeah. a condition that I forgot. The next condition, remember we mentioned four, right? Number five is also that he married her off with the, with the mahr that is a suitable to her. Write that down please, guys. Number five is also by the mahr that is suitable for her. So her, uh, if, she, uh, if, if, he marries, if the father marries her off for a cheap price, that's not her normally, she doesn't get married. Her family members don't get married off for that much. Her family members normally, for example, let's say they get a certain uh, 1,000 pounds. And then the father married her off for 10 pounds. No, he doesn't have to, she doesn't have to accept that. She has to, has to be Okay? That's the fifth condition. You guys got that one as well? ahmed. I missed that one out. I forgot to mention that one. No. طيب Then he says, wal-muharramat nassi Next topic. Next topic is, who you are allowed to marry and who you are not allowed to marry. Who you are allowed to marry and who you are not allowed to marry. So he says, wal bin nassi there are 14 people you're not allowed to marry according to the Quran, and this is the ayah in the Quran when Allah says, ummahatukum wa banatukum wa wa khalatukum wa وربائكم اللاتي في, ونسا... اللات في حجوركم من في دخلتم بهن فإن لم تكونوا دخلتم بهن فلاجناح عليكم وحلايب الذين من أصلابكم وأن تجمعوا بين الأختين إلا ما قد سلف. this آية إن الله كان غفور الرحيم. this ayah for the, remember, if you guys remember I tell you guys to memorize ayat for each different topic. zakah you have ayah you should memorize كتاب wudu. this ayah when it comes to this topic memorize this ayah, you know the whole topic inshallah you know who you can and cannot marry Just read the ayah and you know it Okay in here we mention it, inshallah wa ta'ala. Um, Allah subhan- So it says min There are seven of these people you're not allowed to marry Because of lineage Because of blood relation Blood relation Because you have a blood relationship with them You're not allowed to get- marry them Number one Your mother And anyone above that yani Your mother, your grandmother, great grandmother, great great grandmother Anyone above your mother You're not allowed to marry your mother Walbintu wa Number two is your daughter. And anyone who is below that. So your daughter and your daughter's daughter and your daughter's daughter's daughter. Anyone you're not allowed to marry, any one below below you in terms of daughter. The next one is your sister. Your sister. The next one is Your father's brother. Yeah, and your uncle. Your paternal uncle. Oh, sorry, your paternal auntie auntie. auntie. Yani, your father's sister. your mother's sister. Your auntie from your mother's side. Khala. Your mother's sister. Next one is Wabintul your brother's daughter. Who's that? Your niece. Your brother's daughter. Next one is Wabintul Ucht, your sister's daughter. Which is also considered to be niece, right? Also called niece. Your sister's daughter. These are the seven people you're not allowed to marry due to lineage relationship. The next one is وَثْنَتَانِ Rada. <بِالرَّضَع> Two people from um, breastfeeding, breast milk. Breast milk. And that is number one, Al Murdiya, Your mother who breastfed you. Your mother who breastfed you. And the conditions for this breastfeeding is that they must be five filling breast feedings. Five times. So a woman breastfed you five times. a woman breastfed you five times until you were full up. As a baby, you were breastfed by a woman five times until you you were full. Before the age of two. Before the age of two. If that happens, then that woman becomes your mother. And her husband, who gave her the milk, became, became your father. And her brother became your uncle. And her sister became your... And her mother became your... Grandma. And her daughter became your... Sister. And her brother and her, her son became your... Brother. Like Is there a limit to how many breastfeeding mothers you can have? No, there's no limit. There's no, no specific limit, no. مِنَ And the next person you can't marry is also your sister from breast milk. And you have a sister who was breastfed by the same mother, then you're not allowed to marry her. Then he says, بِالْمُصَاهَرَةِ Four, you're not allowed to marry, four people you're not allowed to marry due to being in-laws, due to marriage. The mother of your wife. So you have a wife, your wife's mother, you're not allowed to marry her. She's like she she's you become her mahram as soon as you marry her, as soon as you marry her daughter. The next one is wa rabiba um, which is the daughter of your wife. The daughter of your wife. So you have a wife, you have a wife here, yeah? and she has a daughter, but not from you. She was married before and she has a daughter. You married her, then now her daughter becomes your mahram. You're not allowed to marry her anymore, with the condition. That you enter upon enter into her, into your wife, yeah, and you have sexual intercourse with her. In that case, they become now. But if you just marry and then divorce, then that daughter doesn't become your, like your rabiba. It's called rabiba. She doesn't become your mahram. You understand? You understand? You sure? You understand? Forever, even if, forever. even if you divorce. Yeah. Uh, what's the question? The last question is it, is it yeah, forever. طيب وزوجة الأب and the Wife of your father Your wife's father So your, fa- your father Has a wife Other than your mom Of course So let's say your, your father has two wives The other wife Is your mahram as well You're not allowed to marry her الابني, And the next one is سوالابن, The wife of your son So your son's wife Your son has a wife You're not allowed to marry her Is that clear guys? This is the list then he brings a principle. Now we're going to take that principle in a minute inshallah. The next one is then yeah what you, we said one second you got uh, mother, daughter, sister, paternal auntie okay, sister. you got it yeah okay, play said um, And then the last person that you're not allowed to marry is because of And this, this one is not forever This one is not forever Is because you're not allowed to have these two wives at the same time You're allowed to have four, four wives, right? You're not allowed to have these two people at the same time You're not allowed to have, what did wa you say? You're not allowed to marry a woman and her sister at the same time so, you marry a woman and her sister at the same time. It's not allowed. Why? Because they're going to be, it's going to cause a split up between them, right? Because they're going to have the same husband. And also, you're not allowed to marry a woman and her auntie. Paternal or maternal. You're not allowed to marry a woman and her auntie. Paternal or maternal. So, your wife, you're not allowed to marry her mom's sister or dad's sister. Ta'id, Is that clear? But if the wife now dies or you divorce, then you're allowed to marry her sister and you're allowed to marry her. Auntie from each side, yeah. You say you if a man gets breastfed by a woman under the age of two and has to be five, that the woman becomes a mackay. Yeah. Does it have to be under the age of two? Or is it, it has to be under the age of two. Yeah. It has to be under age, age of two. There's no difference of opinion. There is difference of opinion. The majority of scholars say it's age of two. Ibn Hazm takes this opinion, which is weak. Ibn Hazm, he says that even at an older age. Yani a woman who's at an older age, if they're breastfed by, um, by someone, if they breastfeed by someone, even at an olden age, they say they become your mahram They take the hadith of um, Salim The hadith of Salim And when the Prophet ﷺ told Salim to go and, and breastfeed from, your, from that woman Because they grew up together And so the, and Ibn Hazm takes that opinion Ibn Uthaymin actually says that the opinion might have some strength Sheikh al-Bani takes that opinion uh, and A few people take that But like the majority of the scholars, they say no be Below only the age, below the age of two And they say this hadith is a problematic hadith We don't they, some of the scholars say we don't understand And some of the scholars say it's only when there is a need a yeah, lot in that situation now Where does the come from? Is it They say because the child is only known at the age of two And also we have the, okay. the That the breastfeeding time is only the age of two So from this we understand that the breastfeeding should only be before, before the age of two So look at this principle This is the principle which you mentioned It says okay. Whatever becomes haram through lineage, becomes haram through breastfeeding if you're breastfed by someone then you take them as your lineage, as if they are part of your lineage now for example what? if a woman breastfeeds you if a woman breastfeeds you, then you're not allowed to marry her, right? she's your mom, and her mother is your granddad, and her sister is your auntie, and her daughter is your sister so you become as if you're part of that lineage but there are exceptions to this rule There are exceptions to this rule And I want you guys to concentrate This is the hard part I want you guys to concentrate on this Okay What is the exception? Number one The first ex- exception is your, your brother's mum From your brother's mother Who's your brother's mother? Your brother's mom We said, we said, we said, we said, we said remember We said that anything that is with lineage Becomes haram Radaa makes it haram as well are you allowed to marry your brother's mom? No. Because who is it? Your mom. It's your mom, right? But you're allowed to marry your brother's mom in one situation, which is that if another woman if another woman breastfed, it, breastfed your brother, if another woman breastfed your brother, and let's say me and Abdullah were brothers, okay? We're brothers by blood. He was breastfed by another woman though. We said that by lineage, I can't marry Abdullah's mom because that's, that's my mom. But like in this situation... Abdullah's mom is who someone else, right? Through yeah. Breast breastfeeding. Yeah. So I'm allowed to marry that woman. Because, you're not because I'm not breastfed from her. But he's not allowed. That's his mom, not my mom. Do you understand? Huh? What so if your two people are breastfed by the same woman? Yeah, then they're brothers. Then they're brothers by by lineage. His mother, if his mother didn't him, then the other woman didn't marry him. Sorry? So there's a there's a man who would say that a child he was wasn't breastfed by his. Mom, I was breastfed He's by another woman. It was also breastfed. Breastfeeding. Can you marry his mom? Given that you're not, you're not actually brothers by blood, but you're brothers by breastfeeding. You're brothers by breastfeeding. Who breast breastfed my brother from breastfeeding? Uh, another woman. Then you can marry his mom, yeah. But you can't marry his his breastfed mom because they're your brothers. That's your mom as well. You're both same mom. You understand? Huh. That means your bro- you wouldn't be brothers. You're you are brothers. You're brothers and he's, just, and he's your stepson as well. You're brothers and he's your step as well. But Brother's mum by breastfeeding. Be careful, huh? By breastfeeding. For example, <laughs> for example, for example the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his uncle Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib is his uncle, right? It's his dad's brother, his uncle. He's also his brother through breastfeeding. Because so they were breastfed by the, same, by the same woman. You understand? So that's the first situation where we said the principle doesn't go. The principle is whoever is haram by lineage is haram by breastfeeding. But in this situation, no. Because the lineage is, will be my mother. But in, the, but in this situation, it's not. طيب. The second situation is this one's also hard. Ummu Ummu waladi waladik. Ummu waladi waladik. The mother of your son's son. Hi. The mother of your son's son. Who can tell me what that is? Your grandson's <laughs> wife. Grand, so that's going to be... Okay, well, let's look at this, okay? That your, that's your son's wife. Not necessarily. Listen do this. Listen to this. Ummu, umu waladi waladik. The mother of your son's son. So my son, I have a son. Let's say, now, this, let, now I'm a grandfather. I'm a grandfather. So think everyone, imagine your granddad. Imagine your granddad in your head. It will be make it easier. Imagine your granddad. Okay, I'm a granddad. I have a son. Who's that for you? Not not, a name, but who's that? that? Your granddad's son. Granddad's son? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be your dad and your uncles. Okay? No, not now. But imagine, imagine. I'm just giving it to you now. Your granddad's son? Son. Your granddad's son's son. Who's that?
1: That's you.
0: That's you, yeah? That mother. Ummu waladi waladik. So, your mother in that situation. Yani, your granddad has a son. Ummu waladik. <laughs> the mother of your son's son. So, the mother of your son's son is either going to be your daughter. Hmm? Either going to be your daughter, right? <laughs> your son's wife, now, Your son's wife. It's either going to be your son's wife, or your daughter, yeah, or your daughter, or your daughter as well. It's going to be either your daughter or it's going to be your son's wife. So your daughter's son, uh, not your son's son. Sorry, child's child. child. I, should, I should say child, child. Instead of, because walad doesn't mean son, it means child in Arabic language. The Arabs today, today, they say walad for son. But that's not the case. In Arabic, It's walad means child. It doesn't mean son necessarily. It's good. it's good. Look at this. Your child's child's mother. Your child's child's mother—who's that? Your child's child's mother is going to be your son's what? wife, or it's going to be your daughter. You can't marry your son's wife, right? And you can't marry your daughter. But if it is done through Rada'a, if it's done through ridaa, you have a son. If it's done through Rada'a, if the through could not be a daughter, nor a wife of a son, the ridaa a a son a woman, a woman breastfed your a woman breastfed your grandchild, okay. a woman breastfed my grandchild. Okay. I can marry that woman mm. a woman breastfed your grandchild I have, no I have no connection I should have said that from the beginning <laughs> a woman breastfed your grandchild you can just marry her but in normal situation if it's lineage who would she be? she's going to be your daughter or your, your son's wife you can't marry but in the situation here she's going to be someone you can't marry because she just breastfed she's a random woman you breastfed your grandchild exactly a random woman breastfed your grandchild. In that situation, she's your, she is your son's son's mom. Yeah, but, but. So therefore you can marry her. But You understand? Mm-hmm. No, you guys understand? <laughs> <laughs> say biological and say... Yeah, biological. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'll say biological. Okay. Yeah. So it's your, your grandchild's witness. Yeah, your grandchild's witness. You can marry her. You can marry your grandchild's witness. You can marry your grandchild's, you marry your grandchild's mom. Even though she would be your non-biological mom. If she was biological, it would be your daughter or your, your son's your son's wife. So you can't marry them both situations. Hmm. No, it's the son's son, it's the child child's mother. It's the grandchild's mother. So you go down and up. Okay. waladi the mother of your son's son. Okay, that son. It can be your daughter because it is the your child's child, so your daughter's son. Because well it doesn't mean son, remember. It's your, your child, which is your daughter's son's mom, which is your daughter again. Or it can be your son your child's child's no so it can be you can be your, your your son's wife and it also can be your daughter. No. Yeah. You your child's Witness, yeah and I have a child, biological, yeah. and they have another woman who breastfed them. The breastfed. Then you can do that. That's the next situation. That's the no after that. The next one. Then I am as female Everywhere in the Quran ولد is female male. Everywhere. You'll see kumullah fi awula dikum. Awullah. Awlad is a win kinda rajul you of the and walk to yeah, a lot of places, in the Quran. Okay, guys, listen. Next one is "Jadda <laughs> tu the grandmother of your so- of your child, the grandmother of your child. Who's the grandmother of your child? No, 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 in real life. Yeah, it's gonna be your mom or your wife's mom. It's gonna be your mom or your wife's mom. No? Can you marry your own mom? No. Can you marry your wife's mom? Yeah. No. But in a situation where she, your, your son was breastfed by a random woman, then her that, well, that woman's mother is gonna be your son's gran, grandma. And you can marry her. the sister of your child. The sister of your child. And your woman breastfed your child. And that woman has another biological daughter. You can marry that biological daughter is your is your son's sister, but you can marry that woman. You can marry that, 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 that girl. That is those are the exceptions of that principle. The principle of what? Everything that is haram from lineage becomes is haram through biologically. So you can't marry your mother, you can't marry your 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 your, um, your wetness or your, your, your mum from, from, from breastfeeding. You can't marry your sister, you can't marry your sister from breastfeeding. You can't marry your auntie, you can't marry your auntie from breastfeeding. Exactly. And these are the exceptions. Yeah. So what was the last principle you mentioned? The, the very last one you mentioned, the exception. The sister of your child. child. Your child's sister by, through, through breastfeeding. Could you be the one before that? Grandmother, grandmother of your child? The grandmother of your child. The last one. وحلائل ابنائكم ذا وايفز ابنائكم حليلة تفروا ان حديث ان تزانيبي حليله, حليلة جارك طيب وواحده من جهة الجمع وهي اخت الزوجة ولا يجمع بين المرأة وعمتها ولا يجمع بين المراه وعمتها وخالتها وترد ال... وتمدح زي... زي... شو؟ seven... طيب وترد المرأة بخمسة عيوب next this next topic is called عيوب النكاح which is the reasons why you are allowed to annul a marriage the reasons why you are allowed to annul a marriage without paying mahar. without paying the mahar. so you don't own any mahar. طيب when when a woman when a man marries a woman and then they divorce does he have to pay mahar he has to pay mahr, right if he enters into her he has to pay the full mahar and if he doesn't enter into her then he pays half the mahar uh, half the mahar right and if he didn't name a mahar then على الموسع قدره وعلى المقتر قدره متاعا بالمعروف حقا المتقين والمحسنين طيب so you have free, you you free يعني سكشن 2 الدخول so you, pay, you pay half yani man a man married a woman then they divorced before they touched each other sexually okay then in that situation he only has to pay half the mahar and if he entered into her then he has to pay the full mahar but in these situations he doesn't have to pay any of the mahar he takes the mahar back if he does not enter into her Is that clear? if he doesn't enter into her in these situations he can take his money back but if he enters into her then he can't take the money back طيب. He says, وَتُرَدُّ الْمَرْأَةُ بِخَمْسَةِ عُيوبَ In five situations. And what, uh, what it comes back down to is one thing, which I will explain inshallah at the end. He says, بِالْجُنُونَ If she's insane. And these are all if you didn't know before you got married. You were about to marry a woman, and you were not told that she's insane. She's, she's not like... normal, <laughs> Like she's literally insane. She's literally insane. huh? I'm not talking about anomaly. طيب. So, in this situation... You're allowed to annul the marriage and say, I didn't know about this. You got married and then on the first night, it was a bit mad. And then <laughs> you say, I didn't know what happened. I didn't touch her. I'm getting my mahr back. You take your mahr back and the marriage is, is gone. Normally, what would happen though if she wasn't say You just wanted to leave? You have to give her half the mahr, right? But in this situation, you take your mahr back. The second one is wal-judhami. al Judam is, is an illness of, this, of, the, of the body parts where the joints, they become... Yeah, I and mean they, they're infected and they become red and they become black and then they fall off. What's that? What's that? What's that? Okay. Leprosy. La, Not leprosy. Gangre. Gangrene. In World War I, we used to learn about it, I remember. And they, they used to have it in World War I, in the feet. And it's the, the thing used to fall off. It's called gangrene, right? That is a judam. It's where the, the, the joints, they fall off. The joints, they fall off. This is called a judam. You didn't know she had that. Yes. And then, listen, listen. Walbaras. The next one is leprosy. Albaras, which is leprosy. It's when you ha- they have their skin has different colors and it's infectious. Their skin has different colors and it's infectious. It's called leprosy. She has leprosy. walratq, Sorry, وراتق. وراتق is a um, flesh in her private part that prevents you from having sexual intercourse with her. Her private part is blocked by flesh. So you, you, a person can't go inside. In that case, it's blocked. So in that situation, you're allowed to also, it comes under her. Good question, I mentioned at the end. And the next one is, similarly, they mention these five, all the Fuqah generally, they mention these five things anyway, generally. Which is al which is a bone that prevents, that's in the private part, that prevents um, a person entering into her sexually. If, if she has any of these, these five things, then what, come, what, it, what it all goes back to is that it prevents a person from... Um, enjoying the most important part of marriage Or the, one of the most important parts of marriage And the most important intention behind marriage Which is the uh, sexual desires Fulfilling sexual desires These five things They stop the fulfillment of sexual desires Therefore we say Anything Anything that, pre- that, pre- that prevents The enjoyment sexually Or the fulfillment of sexual desires Between a husband and a wife It is allowed for the husband In that case to leave And to take his mahar back The scholars they say which is that thing the 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 blockage of the passage this is something that today it can be removed therefore it's not excuse if it can be removed then it can it's removed and it's not considered to be an excuse anymore but back in the days sometimes it would be something that's hard to remove in that situation they could take the mahar back but in today you just go and an operation will be done this is something that was mentioned by our our sheikh today as well that they say that Allahu Is there a time period Yeah, the time period is again, as long as you don't do anything with her. When you find out, as soon as you find out, remember in bay, in bay remember in buying and selling, when you said Uyyub, you're allowed to return an object, a, a, a product. You're allowed to return a product if, if it has something bad in it, as long as you return it straight away. But if you see, ah, oh, it's broken, and then you use it, use it, use it, and then you say, now I want to return it, then no, you have. In, no, in the Majlis, no. As long when you find out, when you find out, then you are allowed to return it. Same thing, same thing. Because nikah is a contract, same thing. Let's look at, one second, let's look at this quickly. The man also gets rejected. The man also can be rejected. A woman's allowed to leave the marriage in this situation, which is بخمسة عيوب. With five similar عيوب. Number one is junun insanity. Waljudan, okay? which is the same thing. The, 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 the joint's falling off. The next one is walbaras which is leprosy, so they're the same, the first three are the same. Then he says wal-jab. Wal is for a man's private part to be cut off. He hasn't got a private part, it's cut off. If now a woman is married off to a man, and then she finds out that he hasn't got any private part, then he's allowed to, she's allowed to leave that nikah. She's allowed to leave that nikah. Well, the nikah to tell the yeah. that's married? Exactly, that's the point. Because these are, if, if you remember when we took, buyur, when took buying and selling, we said that sometimes someone cheats. So this this is the situation where they were cheated. They were cheated. As for if they knew and they still accepted it, then they don't have the choice anymore. Similar, both ways, the woman and the man. What's the question? Yeah, the question earlier? Really? Forgot, huh? Oh, I was gonna ask about the mahr. Is that a time limit where the has to be paid when you get
1: married? Oh, the mahar,
0: no, there's no time limit where the mahar has to be paid, but it becomes due as soon as you enter into your wife. Then it's due now, it's wajib upon you. If you die, it's on your neck. Oh, but you the... don't have to pay. No, no, it's due. It's Jew when, as soon as you enter into her. If, you, if, she, if you now she says, give me my mahar and you say no, then she's allowed to well, stop yeah. you. Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> and then if, she, if she does, you owe her still. You still owe her. you still owe her. You pay her inheritance, which is you as well. <laughs> no, it's not just you though, it's not just you because you only get half or quarter. Remember, if you guys took inheritance, you only get half or a quarter. So it's not always, it's not always you're not going to get all you have to pay. You have to put it inside the pot, and then you take your portion. So, uh, so the mahar can be paid any time As long as the, the person um, if, When you die If you die Then she can take some mahr from your, from, your, from your money And if, he, if you divorce You have to pay a mahr And if you enter You have to pay a mahr you, you owe her basically So it's always better to pay Because you, yeah, yeah, you should always pay um, Let me just finish this Which is for a person's private part to be cut off The next one is Which is erectile dysfunction A, woman, a man is not able to um, Have an erection then in this situation if she finds this out then she's allowed to leave because again it prevents her from fulfilling her desire sexually go works both ways right the scholars they say in this one is is she's allowed to leave if it is not it doesn't happen because of shyness sometimes a man is shy okay and so he's not able to uh, fulfill her desires the first few times then it but if it's something that carries on and it's a disease or something that he cannot do now anymore then in that case he's allowed to leave and it's from the it. al-nikah is that clear? so the point is the principle the qaida is what? you're allowed to, uh, the uyub al-nikah the fasqh or the annulment of the nikah is allowed whenever there is something that prevents the fulfillment of sexual desires that's the principle they say one year the scholars they say one year here I think Allah It could be the urf. doctor, maybe, or doctor. Sometimes wait for one year, things like that. quickly. If and after time she finds out that he's insane and she leaves, gets and, and he asks for the mahabah. There's no sin on her if she says no, I'm keeping the Mahir. Is it? If he finds out after, oh, then she. finds out after, You're crazy and I want to leave. No. After of her intimacy. Yeah, and then and then she's already given the mahab. Yeah and then she is that one it back then. Does it he want her to give it back or is she Allah? <laughs> look into that. Look into that. Double check that inshallah. Okay, what's the masalah again The masala is the reasons why a, a marriage is allowed to be a note. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's mentioned that it's not just the wrestle that dysfunction, but anything that's just Anything that is not like the, 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 the principle that I mentioned at the end. Yeah. Anything that prevents sexual but it's unna generally is that. But yeah, it comes in. The right. is what was the Arabic term for that word? Al-unna. Al-unna. Yes, ma'am? Nah? Uh, what is Sanity, saying, or... yeah, uh, sanity is al is <laughs> If you don't understand each other? <laughs> 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 no, 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 That's what I'm saying. I'm saying literally crazy. No. Yeah. You believe this? <laughs> Not them ones. <laughs> You understand? Literally like crazy, she's, she, I mean, medically. Yeah. Again, what was the principle? Anything that prevents sexual? But if it doesn't, then no. For example, he, he, they marry each other, uh, and he, she has, for example, cancer, for example, no, you don't have anything like that. But obviously if it's a uh, sexual trans- transmitted disease, that would be different, because that prevents, right? He said cancer. Hmm. Would the um, girl have to tell her the, the person she's marrying that she has cancer? Yeah. Oh, of course, it's from the Ayub, yeah. They should, yeah. Mm-hmm. He comes under yeah. He comes under. Oh, what was the delete for um, when uh, for the virgin asked when, when you. When it was What was the delete, you said? To start Alayimu. Where is the delil? In Sahih Muslim. Muslim writing in Sahih, Fima Azkur. Yeah. No, but that, that, that hadith doesn't necessarily show that. It just shows that she still has to consent, right? We said the virgin still has to consent, right? But her consent is just, it's just silence. The scholars, These scholars, what they say is that she doesn't have to consent. Can marry her, even if she doesn't want to. Marry her off. Oh, the hadith of the Prophet Ibn Majah, from what I remember. The woman came to the Prophet. Yeah, for the. Ha- yeah, that's the one I said. The one that the ayum. No, that's in Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet وسلم, said that the woman she's asked. طيب والله إن شاء الله وصلى الله